Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Please join me in the psalm appointed for today. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is loving to everyone, and his compassion is over all his works. The Lord upholds all those who fall. He lifts up those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and satisfy the needs of every living creature. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving in all his works. The Lord is near to those who call upon him, to all who call upon him faithfully. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He hears their cry and helps them. The Lord preserves all those who love him, but he destroys all the wicked. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come and buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Let us respond with the words from the Song of Simeon. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May our thoughts, words, and actions be holy and acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our Gospel lesson this morning begins with Jesus trying to be alone, trying to find some place where he could just be by himself. In the verses that immediately precede our lesson for this morning, Jesus finds out that John the Baptist had been beheaded by Herod. I imagine that he was feeling a lot of grief and sadness in that moment, and he just wanted to go someplace to process what was happening. So he gets in a boat to go to a deserted place. But instead of leaving him alone, the crowd follows on land. They must have been watching his boat as it traveled on the water, because when Jesus landed in a place that he thought would be deserted, they were all there. I wonder what he was feeling in that moment. As an introvert who frequently needs alone time in a deserted place, I imagine that Jesus must have been at least initially sort of annoyed or exasperated or frustrated that they had followed him. But then everything changes when Jesus sees the crowd and their great need. Compassion wells up inside of him. 
This swelling up of compassion is something that we see time and again in Jesus' ministry. It's the thing that motivates him to care for those around him. And he stops and he heals their wounds. As evening came upon them, the ever-practical disciples come up to Jesus and they say to him that they should send the people away so that they could find food. But Jesus tells them there's no need to do that. And they, they're perplexed and they say to him, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And for Jesus, that's enough. He takes the bread He blesses it, he breaks it, and then he gives it to the disciples to pass out to the food, to pass out the food to the crowd. And not only was there enough for everyone to eat, but there was an abundance left over. There was 12 large baskets of food, each basket probably holding about 10 liters There was an abundance and a generosity in Jesus' actions. This physicality of Matthew's telling of this miracle stands out to me. Normally, whenever we see a crowd gathered and Jesus present, he's teaching, instructing them on how to be in relationship with God and to be in right relationship with others, but not here. Jesus isn't teaching, he's solely ministering to the large crowd by healing the sick among them. And then this miracle, this multiplication of food, this creation of abundance out of scarcity is also about the physical. It's about normal, everyday hunger. Something that occurs to each and every one of us daily and and normally multiple times throughout the course of the day. This whole lesson is focused on the physical body. And I think what this tells us is that Jesus cares about our physical bodies. Our faith isn't just spiritual, but intimately connected with our physical experience of the world. Yes, God cares about our spiritual selves, about the holy things that we do and we try to become, but our earthly, everyday lives are also important to God. Our hungers, our desires, our hopes, our dreams, the things that we want to accomplish, our struggles, our disappointments, our pains, All of these things are part of our faith. They're not separate from it. There isn't some sort of special, sacred part of ourselves that's fit to bring before God. Our faith, our God, Jesus, isn't just relegated to this sacred corner of our lives, but permeates every part of our being. And this is the good news This is the gospel this morning, especially for us right here and right now. I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like we're living in a time of five loaves and two fish. In a time of scarcity. There's the scarcity of human contact. We can't be with those whom we love. 
And even if we are occupying the physical space, there's distance in between us. I know it's been a big struggle for all of us that we can't gather as a faith community. We can't come together. There's there's also an extreme lack of physical touch, something that we as humans need. There's no hugging, no shaking of hands, no exchanging of peace. Scarcity of human contact. For some, it's, it's a scarcity of resources, a scarcity of money, of finances. There's a loss of jobs. There's the real threat of massive numbers of evictions. And that's scary. There's also a scarcity of human decency. I'm sure it has bothered you as it has bothered me. It seems that people are more ready to argue than to discuss, quick to anger. And there's a real lack of decency in our national discourse. People are engaged in othering and accusing those they deem as ideologically opposite as some kind of monsters. People from all different sides hurling the same insults and accusations at each other. We are so deeply divided. Scarcity of human decency, a scarcity of kindness, of compassion, a scarcity of love. I think it's so very easy for us to say, but Jesus, we only have five loaves and two fish. Our mind is drawn to what we lack, to the scarcity we are experiencing, and And I think this is natural in times of change, to focus on what's different, to focus on what we have lost. But with such an intense focus, we can miss the way that God is providing for us and caring for us in the middle of this scarcity. A couple weeks ago, I had lunch with my parents. It was the first time that I had seen them in person since Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, they go down to Florida for the winter, and then when they came back, we were in the middle of this pandemic. And it's been difficult. It's been hard not to see each other. And while this social distancing is happening, in some ways, we have been present to each other more than before. At least once a week, we video chat, and we're able to see each other and be present to each other in some ways. But one of the things that has been most exciting is that they've been able to join me for church every single Sunday. Whether it was when I was in Burlington or here in Trinity, we are able to come together and pray and worship God in the same space, even though we're physically distanced. We've been blessed with new ways of being present to each other. I wonder if there are ways in all our lives that God has multiplied the bread and fish of our scarcity into abundance. I wonder if there are things that we're just not noticing. I encourage you to take a moment this week, or a couple moments, or a few moments, and Look for the new abundance that's present 
in this change to scarcity. Maybe you have experienced more time for contemplation or for reading the scriptures or talking to God. Maybe you've been able to catch up on some projects that life kept getting in the way of. Maybe new possibilities have been open as we've been able to spend more time with ourselves. Maybe we've been able to more fully recognize the scarcity experienced by others in our world on a daily basis because of the color of their skin or whom they love or their level of education or their economic location or anything that's out of their control that contributes to that scarcity. Maybe our own scarcity allows us to be more present with those who experience a deeper scarcity in the everydayness of their lives. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to say that everything will be fine if we just have faith. You know, the loss is real. People have lost jobs. Loved ones have died. People will be evicted from their homes because of greed or faith. Is not some sort of magic that makes everything okay. But it is our hope. And it is our truth. Our truth is that God cares about our physical selves. God cares about our hunger, our needs, and our pain. And the same Jesus who fed thousands of people with just five loaves... And two fish is still active and present in our own lives, desiring abundance and goodness for each and every one of us. Amen. Yeah.
Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray in the words our Savior Christ has taught us. Let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for the Ninth Sunday after Pentecost. Let your continual mercy, O Lord, cleanse and defend your church. And because it cannot continue in safety without your help, protect and govern it always by your goodness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please join me in praying to God for healing and comfort, mercy, and a renewed commitment to follow Jesus, saying, Lord, hear our prayer. O God of compassion, giver of life and health, we pray your healing mercies upon all people, the sick and those who care for them, the grieving and all who comfort them in their sorrow. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for courage and wisdom for our leaders and for our church as we discern our individual role and our community's call to heal the divisions which infect our country. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask, Heavenly Father, that we be guided by your spirit of love and by our baptismal promises to respect the dignity of every human being and all of your creation. 
Help us witness to your purpose with renewed integrity. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those on our parish prayer list. Edith, Susie and Ellie, Edie, Barbara, Orly, Matthew, Colby, Jean, Jane, Sandra, Daniela, Michael, Mark, Scott, Charlie, Nigel, Christine, Ryan and Kim, Linda and John, Shannon, Lydia, Bill, Paul, Ellen, Will, Peter and Nancy, Marjorie, Robert, Audrey, Doug, Susan, Mary Sue, and Charles, Isabel, Christina, Sergio, Tom, Joan, Caroline, Margo, Jenna, James, Betty Ann, Barbara, Sue, Justin, Jim, Rick, Carolyn, John, Christopher and Heidi, Peter, Marie and William, the Connor family, and baby Sarah, and all those you now name. And we pray for those who have died, especially Christina Huggins, Madeline Maldonado, Susan Burns Tisdale, and those you name now. May they rest in the joys of heaven and God's loving embrace. Lord, hear our prayer. Mercifully accept these our prayers, O God of all comfort, and our only help in time of need. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you together, gathering in prayer and worship and to hear the scriptures. A couple announcements uh, for this morning. This Wednesday from 9.30 to 11.30, I will be having sort of open office hours on Zoom. I will just have my Zoom going while I'm working. The link was in the window that we sent out yesterday, uh, but please feel free to email me if you can't find the link and I will get it to you. On August 5th at 7 p.m., the Social Justice Committee is presenting another forum. This forum will be looking at and concentrating on implicit bias and sort of giving us a baseline of how to think, and we will be having a conversation around implicit bias. This is the first Wednesday of the month, and at 1 p.m. we will be gathering to discuss the novel The Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. Um, This book is sort of speculative fiction written in the 90s and set in the year 2020 to 2030, Uh, Reading it through, especially during this time of COVID, I I was struck by her wrestling with the idea of what do we do when so many bad things happen? How do we keep going on? So I hope you join us for that conversation. And finally, next Sunday on August 9th, we will be hosting a forum discussion on um, ambiguous loss, grief, and hope during challenging times and ways to cope. Peggy Lanieri and Brian Litzenberger will be leading this conversation as we take a look at all of the loss and the grief that we've had over the past few months. And so much of that loss can't be attributed to one thing, but there's been so much change going on. So I I really hope that you join us for that conversation next Sunday. Now, in great gratitude, let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks 
for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.